But uh, uh, we've been, been off and on into the book of Galatians a little bit and uh, not really trying to just unearth everything that says in it, but, but I, I, I just had felt really strong. And, and as I've studied it, I've labored with it a little bit. I've labored on it in a couple ways, but uh, I've, I've, I've felt the, the, the Spirit encourage me to, to endure, to endure that. that and, and as I have, that's even been a few weeks ago. As I have, I have realized that a lot of it has been, uh, I mean, it's been to speak uh, and to us to think on here as a church, but it's, a lot of it's been for me, you know, uh, things that, that I struggle with, things that I'm trying to even come to grips with, and uh, learning through Scripture, and God taking me even. But I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I can't say that I had ever, had really had ever uh, embarked on Galatians like this. I've always had bits and pieces of it preached out of it in various places, but uh, sometimes it does you good just to go word for word and study a, a, a book uh, for what it says in its entirety. But tonight, I, I want us to pick back up. Of course, last week, we, or not last week, but the week before uh, on that Wednesday night, we, we had seen how Paul had uh, confronted Peter uh, pretty sharply, and it was about preserving uh, a good culture, a good culture a good gospel culture in the church. But I want to pick this up in verse 16 tonight of chapter 2. And uh, we'll, we'll read a little bit through chapter 3. Not a whole lot, but a little bit through chapter 3. Uh, but let's, let's pick it up right here. Knowing that a man is not justified. How many knows this tonight? How many Wednesday night people know that we're not justified by the works? By, that's, not how, that's not what saves us. That's not what we don't get any merit. We don't get any points. On that, uh, most of us here know that. Most of you know are just like me. You pursue holiness because you love Him. You pursue works. You work for Him because you love Him. You you do things that His Word tells you to do because you love Him. It's not because you're trying to gain anything by that. So we are, most of us know that. But let's let's reiterate it again. Knowing that a man is not justified, and this is why Paul sharply got on Peter. Uh, he says that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith of the faith of Jesus Christ. Even, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Y'all should have said amen right there. <laughs> But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. For if we build again the things, for if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Verse 19. For though I, for I, I through the law am dead and to the law that I might live unto God, I am crucified. This is one of my favorite verses out of Galatians. And I'm not actually preaching on this in it tonight, but this is one of my, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Chapter 3, chapter 3. 
Verse 1, 2, and 3. All foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose, whose eyes Jesus Christ, you seen Jesus Christ evidently set forth crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And then verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun, you got saved that way. You got saved being led by the Spirit. You got saved being drawn by the Spirit. You got saved being convicted by the Spirit. You got saved by being regenerated by the Spirit. You got saved all by the Spirit. Are you now made perfect by the things you do in the flesh? <laughs> That's some good stuff right there. That's meaty stuff. Let's, let's pray over this service tonight. Brother Angle, would you please pray over us? God Almighty, we lift up your word. Thank you for your word being indelibly placed on our hearts and in our hearts and become a part of us so that we might not sin against you. In the name of Jesus, touch pastor in a special way and touch us in a special way. We'll be careful to praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let us praise Him. Let us praise Him. Come on. Let us praise Him. Hey, bless Him. Praise His name. Glorify Him. Amen. 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 You can be seated tonight if you uh, would like. Amen. 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 Uh, salvation, you know, uh, by works or, or by merit or, or, or any of that form, whatever, whatever, ever, ever what your mind gravitates to, uh, it seems like it's always trying to work its way into the life of, of a believer or a church. Uh, it seems like it. It seems like it seems like every time it's put down, even in Scripture, as Paul would put it down, or or or, or the teaching, or Christ would come against it. It always seems to to kind of. Uh, and undoubtedly come back again in another shape or another way or some other form and uh, trying to trying to, 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 to bring forth, uh, if you will, a, a wedge, a wedge to divide uh, people from what's the true work of God uh, in their life or in their heart or what God's really trying to do. Now, I want us to stop just a minute. I want us to think here just a minute. I want if, if, if we would have a discussion tonight, if we would stop here and, and just open it up, have a discussion. I, I wonder tonight if, if, if we was to think on what is some of the greatest crimes against the gospel. Uh, this, is, this, is, this, is trying to, this is what they call trying to engage. What are some of the greatest crimes against the gospel? You know, some, somebody might say, well, you know, doubt, doubt in doubt the gospel. And, sure, and I don't think there's any wrong answer here, but I'm going somewhere. Doubt, yeah, surely doubt, doubt, doubt would be a crime against the gospel or, or unbelief, either one of them, or, 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 or half-heartedness maybe, lukewarm. Uh, maybe there's something on your mind tonight even. Maybe there's something that you're thinking of that, that's a, you know, some, some, some crime that just comes right at the heart of the gospel or comes right in the face of the gospel. Well, as I was studying this, 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 this text and, and, and have been even studying in this whole book over the last couple of months, even laboring somewhat with it, uh, I've, I've got the, I feel like I've really got 
the heart of one of the most serious crimes against the gospel. One of, one of, the, one of the, the most serious things, uh, uh, according, and I'll, bring, I'll, I'll share it with you here in a minute, according to the way Paul brings it out even in this text that we studied tonight. And, and I, feel like, I feel like one of the most serious crimes against the gospel tonight would, is some kind of self-righteous or self-works uh, that, that takes a man or a woman back to self-righteousness, period. In other words, in other words, it, 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 when we stand, when we stand as as the Galatians had begin to begin to, to stand, they begin to, to feel like their works or, or adding to various parts uh, had made them righteous in their own sight. They they felt like they had become righteous, and and I feel like tonight that that's probably one of the, if not the, greatest crimes against the gospel. Simply simply because of what Paul brought out in in, in chapter two, verse twenty one. And we'll go back there and just look at that just, as, just for a second. Uh, but self-righteousness was no doubt a serious crime. But back in chapter 2 and verse 21, this is why I think it's one of the most serious crimes. Because this is what happens. When we become, when we become self-righteous in our own being and we've left, we've left that even how we began, this is what happens. We end up frustrating the grace of God. And then the second thing, which that really makes it, that's, that's serious. How many know it's serious when we begin to frustrate the grace? There, there's going nowhere good anytime we begin, we begin to frustrate the grace of God in, in whatever way, in whatever shape. But, but this, is, this would be the most heinous, I feel like, is when we then make Christ die in vain. When it becomes, because, because of now, even though we may have began, as the Galatians did, the right way, when, when we shift or move and now, like they had, of course, we, we, we're not going to get into all that they got into. We, we talked a little bit about last week. They, they added, started adding things to the gospel, works, and they began to, to stand on those that had to be, you know, saved but then, but plus. And, and it, turned in, it turned into making really that Christ had died in vain. And that's why tonight I, I, just, wanted, I just wanted to share that with you. I feel like that that's probably... One of the most serious crimes against the gospel. And even stops a great work of God. I've seen it stop great works of God in people's lives. The moment they shit, the moment they get away from his grace in their life. The moment, the moment they start, they start believing that they're doing something. That it's something, it's something that they're producing. Now, now this is this is this is very this is very important because this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned over my lifetime, and I know a lot of you have too. Is, is that it's in the heart of man to want to do something in that regard. He, he feels very strongly, uh, it, it, like, like most of us, he might have been happy to receive that initial, uh, you know, blessed or whatever, draw of God through grace only. But then from there on, he, he thinks, this, I've got to do something, I've got to merit. And a lot of times that's just natural out of our gratitude, out of our gratitude. Uh, our love, our, our praise, we thank Him for what He's done. A lot of times, I, I've even mentioned that. A lot of times, I've told people that. I, I pursue holiness because I'm so grateful for the, what He did for me. It, it's not that I'm not pursuing holiness to merit anything going on in heaven or any outpouring. Although, although it, it, there is, there is a, a reciprocating uh, blessing from the holiness. There is a, a reciprocating uh, a blessings from your working or your gifts or, or, or operating, being fruitful. But, but that's not why we do it. We, we do it because it was all by grace. And, 
and we just thank God and we, we pursue those things because we love Him. And if we get away from that mindset, we, we, begin, we begin to commit these serious crimes and, and we leave the very thing that blesses us, the grace. We begin to work against that. And, and, and I like the way it says that. You frustrate grace, but here's what really happens. You get frustrated. When, 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 when believers, when believers, when believers, all of a sudden I see them beginning to get frustrated in their life. Most of the time because they've shifted somewhere and, and they're not operating on the same principle that they got there on. And they started to, to, to operate in some, some work or some merit or something of their own. Amen. Amen. Here's why. You know, you know what? Man likes being the hero of his own story. He does. That's why this is a problem, even with the Wednesday night crowd. Man likes being the hero of his own spiritual story. Amen. He don't mind giving the Lord maybe some, but somewhere in there, sometimes he wants to, he wants to, he wants to say, well, I, or I, I, I became, or, or I, I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. Amen. He wants to be, and how many know, how many know Scripture is all, even God in the Old Testament spoke against, spoke against that. He's, even, even, even in the days of the law, it still, it still, it still wasn't man being his own hero. Jeremiah points that out. I, I'll read this scripture to you. Jeremiah 9, I'm going somewhere, by the way. Jeremiah 9, I'm just building a little foundation. Jeremiah 9, I'm using Quick Creek, too. I'm going quick as I can. <laughs> Jeremiah 9, 23, this, this refutes all that. It says that, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, don't be a hero just because the Lord has given you good sense. Don't be your own hero of your own story. Well, I figured this out and I figured that out and I learned this and I learned that and if you'll follow me. Don't be wise, he said. Glory in, and glory in your own wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in what God's given him. You know, that's like my life. I'm so blessed. I live on a little piece of land that I've I done nothing for. I, I do. I, I live in a, one of the most beautiful places, in my opinion, in all the earth. I, do. I don't even know why we go on vacation. I told my wife that last week when we was gone. I don't know why we left. We went to the stinking mountains, y'all. How, how stupid is that? We left here and went to the mountains. <laughs> I left prettier mountains than we went to. Now I enjoyed my time with her. Don't get me wrong, and sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta pack up and go away for a little bit to get away from everything else. But just what she said, she says, "Well, if we stay here, you'll just do this and you'll do that, and you'll do this and you'll do that, and you'll do this and you'll do that, and I'll see you at dark." <laughs> and she said, "This one will want you, and that one will want you." I said, "Well, we'll park one of the cars in the garage. They won't know we're here." She said, well, you'll still just go out. You'll, you'll be out doing this, out doing that. So, so we packed up and went to the mountains. That wasn't near as pretty as the ways I come from. But I said, but, but for me to brag on, man, to brag on that would be so stupid because it's just like God's grace. My forefathers, my great-granddaddy started that 
back in the 1890s. And it was just passed on and passed on and passed on. And, 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 and I'm, I'm part of, that, part of that lineage. I did nothing for it. I worked, I worked all my life on it, but I didn't do nothing for none of it. And that, that, that's how dumb it is sometimes to want to be the hero. If you want to be the hero of what God's blessed you with, what he's done in our life. He says, don't do that. This is what you do. Verse 24. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Glory in him. Give him the, all the glory. Always deflect. Always push it away. Always give it back to God. Glory in that. Somebody says, well, you did a good job. Well, thank God. Thank the Lord. Bless him. Honor him. Amen. Don't be flexing the whole time. Bless the Lord. Thank God, because I've learned, man, it can all go away in a day or less. In an hour. Things can change. Bless him. Honor him. Amen. It's a dangerous thing. It is a high crime. It is a high crime to be self-righteous. It is an issue. Jesus come against it multiple times throughout Scripture. We ain't even got time to look at all the ways and who, who, how he dealt. And back in that day, they were called the Pharisees and the religious sect and the Judaizers and all that. And in that day, in that day, we've got a different view because our mind naturally shifts like, ooh. But in that day, they were like supreme. You know, they were like, you said Pharisees, that was the going thing. That was the hot commodity. That was the best church to be plugged into. That was the only church to be plugged into. You had to be a part of the Pharisees or part of that sect or part of that group. But Jesus, that, that's really who he always done war with. That's who he always had struggles with. There's many stories. One of, one of them, he was, he was talking to him about, remember the parable of, of, of the vineyard and the tenants and, and, their son, and, and, and he, he sent those to, 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 to do work in there. And, of course, they killed him and all, this thing, all these things went bad. But in Matthew 21, I just want to read the last part of that because here's the seriousness of this crime. The last part of that, Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you, the kingdom of God. He told me, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you because of their self-righteous mindset, their self-righteous heart, their self-righteous way. Now, now, this is a high crime. He says that the kingdom of God shall be taken away from you because of your self-righteousness. And what? Given. Given to a a nation that will bring forth fruit. Because of self-righteousness, you can go back, we ain't got time, or I'll run out of time, to read that whole story. But that, that was one of his battles, one of his times that he was warring with the Pharisees, the self-righteousness of them. And not just one time, but many times. But this was, this was the one that really brings out the severity. Because he said, he said because of that, I shall take it from you, the kingdom. Self-righteousness cannot get any part of the kingdom. Cannot lay hands on any part, anything to do with the kingdom. You might build something, but it'll be you and yours. It'll not be the kingdom. 
You might build a church, but it's not the kingdom church. You might build a ministry, but it's not the kingdom ministry. You might build a name, but it's not a name for Jesus. You might build a lot of things, but it won't be for Jesus. It won't be for the kingdom. But he says, I'll take that. And I will give that to another nation. I'll give it over to another. That's what he said. And it wasn't the first time. John the Baptist come preaching that same principle to the same group of people. I want to go back and read that, Matthew 3, starting in verse 9. Remember, he was baptizing. Remember John the Baptist in chapter 3 of Matthew? He was baptizing all the believers, Matthew 3. And here come, this, here come that particular group. And, and, and that, that particular group, you got verse 5? Go back to verse 5. That particular group come. Did I give you verse 5? Oh, okay. Amen. So they went. Out to him in Jerusalem, remember, and Judea, all the region about Jordan, all these people did, this mass of people, verse 6, and were baptized of him in the Jordan, John the Baptist, confessing their sins, verse 7. But when, the, when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, here comes that self-righteous group, they were coming to the baptism. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And then verse 8, bring forth therefore fruits that's meet for repentance. And then verse 9, listen to what he says. And think not to say within yourselves. Because that's what he knew. He knew what they were going to think. What do you mean? We got to bring forth fruits. They were fixing to say it. They were fixing to break out all the, the credentials. They were fixing to break out. Everything about their religious, everything that they were, everything that I am, everything that I, I've read in the Bible 22 times. What are you talking about? I can recite it backwards or whatever. Merit. System. I go to church six times a week. Whatever. I do all these things. Woohoo! What do you mean? Bring forth fruits. For repentance. Like we ain't got it going on. He said, don't even think about saying, we have Abraham to our father. They was going to play the big card. Abraham was the trump card. Yeah, he was going, he was going. If you ever played rook, they had, they thought Abraham was the rook. Amen. I love rook too. Amen. We'll have a little side show here. Amen. He said, don't even think to do that. But listen to what he says. For I say unto you, God is able to even out of these stones to raise up children of Abraham. As long as there are stones, God can raise up a nation. He can raise up a kingdom. He can do whatever. He can raise up out of a Gentile nation. Exactly what Jesus was telling them in his part of the story. He was telling them because of this, He's going to raise up another people. He's going to remove because of self-righteousness. It's the, it's the seriousness of the crime I'm trying to get across tonight. And the history tells us, history tells us that, 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 that the gospel was given to the Gentiles. Even in the letter we're reading now, it's, it's predominantly to a lot of the, of the Jewish, but, but Paul, most all the gospel was to the Gentiles. Most all the gospel was preached to this new nation, to these people that he was raising up. 
Now, that don't take us off the hook. That's why I brought all that out. I have a reason. I brought all that up for a reason. Because that don't take us off the hook. That don't remove us out of the sequence. Because Paul, Paul in Romans 11, you can go there, sweetie. Romans 11, Romans 11, verse 17. He begins to tell us, you're not off the hook. He says, he brings it out like this. And if some of the branches be broken off, well, that will be a wild olive. We're, you'd be grafted in among them. And that was us. And with them partakers of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Yes. Boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root, but the root thee. Verse 19. That will say then the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Verse 20. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And that thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded. She's not letting us off the hook because now we're that same nation. The, nation. the nation that got removed, the kingdom took it away from them because of that same high-minded, that self-righteousness. He says, now you're not off the hook now either. It's because you were graced in, graced and grafted in. Don't you be high-minded. Don't you get that same mentality? Don't you think that you can go away from grace and become the hero of your story? Don't think you can do that. He says, but fear, but fear, fear, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed. Take heed. Lest he also spare not thee. It was all surrounding the same principle. You don't hear this a lot, maybe. You don't think about it a lot. But it was self It wasn't a certain sin. It wasn't a certain immorality. It wasn't a certain practice. No, no. It was self-righteousness of the believers, of the people of God. An entire nation was stripped. And he says, don't you get lax. And don't you get self-righteous. Don't you get away from the grace that saved you. Don't never get away from the grace that saved you. He that authored it is the finisher as well. He's the finisher. Yes. Don't get, don't you get high-minded now thinking you're that all such and such and muchy much. I have fought it. Is anybody in this house not fought it? Well, I got, I'm saved and privileged. I'm saved and special. I'm saved and better than everybody else. There's so much. I was thinking about that. And I got to hurry, but I, I got to throw in something. I just, and this was part of my, part of my doodling. I was coming up the road, and it looks like I, I, sh I know you don't post to text and drive, but can you write and drive? <laughs> I, I wasn't texting, and it, and it actually looks like I was writing in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but I was coming up the road, uh, actually, the other day, and I got to thinking, and I should have took time to maybe put it, but I didn't want to, well, this, this is not the point, but I got to thinking. What are some of the things, what are some of the signs of, of, of I think about my own life, I think about dealings I've had of self-righteousness 
in practical ways. Because me just sitting here coming against self-righteousness, sometimes it just goes, if we don't bring it into a personal level in some way. Now, I'll not, I'll not bring it personal to everyone in here, but you'll understand you, you've probably had some dealings with this somewhere along the way. I know I, this this one in particular. I know I know I had a I had a preacher many years ago. Nobody is even here anymore. Uh, had a little bit of dealing with him many years many years ago. So I know how. Whenever you bring up a story, everybody's like, I wonder, I wonder if it's Whitlock. I wonder if it's Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it was none of them. It was none of them. It was way before either one of them. Way before I even, well I knew Whitlock probably, but I probably didn't even know Paul then. But way before, but but I remember this 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 one minister was was talking to him. He's like he's like why 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 is everybody always offended by my message? And and then they were. I had I had had a little dealings with him. I'd been a part. I'd actually had him here a time or two. And, and they were he would come off in such a way that everybody was always offended. And somebody, most everybody, not everybody. When you say everybody, you shouldn't say everybody because it weren't everybody. But it was a big bunch. Believe me, I heard. <laughs> it was a big bunch. And, and, and here's, here was the thing. I, I kept telling him because he would preach good messages. He would preach good messages, but he, he, it was his delivery. He'd come off. I'm preaching down. Self-righteous down. And that's why I, I told him, I kept telling him, I said, that's why you got great message, but your delivery's just a little off. <laughs> so so I made the one, so I made the one that everybody was offended over mad. And I didn't have to worry about it anymore. Because <laughs> he didn't come back. <laughs> and that was okay. <laughs> uh, I did what I did, and I did what I was supposed to do. But that, that's part of it. You know, when, 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 when maybe, maybe it ain't the things you say, maybe it's your delivery. Maybe it's your approach. Self-righteousness is not seen in the message. It's seen in the delivery. It's seen in the approach. Another thing I've learned about self-righteousness, self-righteousness will usually try to guilt people into action instead of inspiring them. Every time. That's what self-righteousness does. It wants to guilt everybody. Jesus said, Jesus said they'll load men up with burdens that are too heavy for men, and they won't even carry them themselves. But they try to guilt them in. That's why I don't do good with a lot of this money stuff and stuff like that. I hate to come off like trying, and I understand the principles. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you need to, we need to preach that stuff. We need to talk about tithing. We need to talk about all that stuff. But I hate to, I hate to, I hate, I try to stay as far away from that big hole of guilting someone and try my best to inspire. And when I realize I'm guilting, because I'm not, I'm not innocent of it by no means. If I thought I was, I'd be self righteous. Definitely not innocent of guilting. But when I do realize that, I try, I try to revert quickly. And stop the guilt trip. And let's go back on an inspirational ride. Let's take this, get this journey going again because we're inspired to follow. And ain't, ain't that why we all have lasted following? It's not because we've been guilted into it. 
I've lasted all these years, not because I was getting, I've been to a lot of churches that tried to guilt me places, guilt me here. And sometimes it would work. Sometimes they would guilt me there for a few weeks or a few months. They'd guilt me along the way. But I tell you what, when you're inspired, you go willingly, happily, singing, whistling, skipping, hollering, whoo, all these things. Because you're inspired to go. I want to go with Jesus. I want to go. I don't need to be guilted. Most of us already know we're guilty. Amen. Amen. That's a sure sign. That's a sure sign. Amen. Uh, uh, everybody, everybody, if everybody was just like me, this world would be a better place. Now, I know nobody says that, but have you ever known anybody to think it? Self-righteous, that's another self-righteous. Oh, uh, uh, now I ain't going to use that one. <laughs> uh, you think your beliefs, or, we, or self-righteous people think our beliefs are the true test of really Christian faith. And if the people don't believe like me, well, they're not really a Christian. That's self-righteous. That's, I'm just trying to make some practical things. Just to show you, because it's serious. And, and the, in the balance was for the nation of Israel, and Paul says, us is the kingdom. How about this? You assume the worst about everyone. That's self-righteous. You assume the worst. Bam. Bam. Well, that ain't no good. Well, she won't make it. She's gone. She'll cheat. She'll lie. She'll steal. Amen. Like David said, in his haste, all men are liars. All of a sudden, self-righteous. Amen. 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 How about this? How about this? I, I believe this would, would definitely would definitely be, be one. Is, is, is secretly, you like to tick people off. Self-righteous people do. Come on, I'm going to preach it anyway. Self-righteous people enjoy ticking people off. They like it. They get a rush out of it. They get a high out of it. Am I telling the truth out there? Amen. 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 They even like to intimidate others. Self-righteous people love to intimidate people. Amen. This goes really deep. It just does. Amen. Amen. You wear, this is another, we wear, wear our good works like a t-shirt. We make sure everybody knows our good works. I know, I know, we try to do the, the you know, I, I don't really want to mention this, but I, I did all that. I probably wouldn't mention that, but I could go on. I, I, I jotted down some things where I can't even read. <laughs> I know self-righteous people are defensive, most defensive people you'll ever meet in your life. When you challenge them, man, oh, lie. 
They'll come at you like a wild cougar, wild cat, spider monkey. About like throwing a cat in the creek. Not that I know anything about that. <laughs> I don't know a thing about that, but. I seen a little boy when he was little try that. I don't know who that little boy was. All men are liars. <laughs> I tried to throw a cat in the creek when I was about eight, and I ain't never tried it since. That thing climbed back up my arm, taking hide with it. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> That's the way... <laughs> That's the way self-righteous people are. They get defensive when you challenge them. They'll come up your arm like a wild cat. Amen. Amen. I could go on, but there's no point. You, you, and I've not, I've not even begun to touch it because it's so deep. It's so much. But the point is, the point is, the point is you got to be careful with it. you got to watch for it. We actually got to war against it. And here's, here, comes the, here comes the practical instruction now from Scripture. Of warring against it. You, you know I'm going somewhere. I'm not just going to throw that out there and say, well, we had a good night. No, no, no. There is so much practical instruction. And it's about, it's, about, it's about walking in the way that's worthy of grace. Because that's what it was all about to begin with. Don't leave grace, Paul said. The minute you leave grace, you've entered the self-righteousness. In some way, some shape, or sin. But no, we, we walk in a way that's worthy of grace. And that way we don't leave it. Ephesians 4. I, I know you know these scriptures, but I'm going to read them to you. Ephesians 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of this vocation, the calling, this walk worthy of the calling in which you were called. The grace. Grace is what's called us with all lowliness. I mean, this is, no, this is so far from self-righteousness. With all lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, even you're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God, the Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. But in every one of us, there's this grace that we've got to walk worthy of. According to that measure that Christ's gift has come into our life. We walk worthy of that. We stay away, we're out of self-righteousness, we stay away to that. You know what, our worship, I was thinking about that tonight as we was worshiping. Every time, and I know, I know we're human, I know we're tired, but, and I'm not saying we weren't, I'm not saying we weren't, but I'm just saying our worship should demonstrate God's grace in our life. Worthy. We should, our, our worship should be worthy of the grace that he's put in our life. It should. How, how, how it is how it is that we <clears throat> that we pursue that we pursue holiness we don't pursue holiness for merit no we pursue holiness because because of the grace he's put, put in our life that's why we do it that's why we seek him and pursue him and chase him 
And it's just, it's just a reflection. My quest for holiness is just a reflection of, of, and my, of my gratitude and my praise for what Christ has done and, and the grace he's given me. Amen. Amen. My commitment. Y'all's commitment. Everybody's commitment. It, 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 it's, it's a demonstration of the grace that he's put in our life, the things that he's done, our work, whatever it is we work. It's because of the grace. It's cause of it. Because of the grace of God, we work yet harder. I got this one scripture that I think is just such a, if it was such a thing as a miracle scripture, you know that one scripture that we all time look for, that one scripture. Well, I think this is that one scripture that really will help our heart when we're leaning towards wanting to be self-righteous. Leaning towards wanting to run back to the law. Leaning back. You know, as a preacher, and y'all will understand, all you preachers in here, and even some of you teachers as well, you'll understand what I'm going to say. As a pastor, especially years ago, I struggled with, with, with running back to the law. I did. I, and I wasn't saved by the law, obviously. I stayed by I mean, it was amazing grace. And whoo, how sweet. How sweet the song, man. It was good. It was good. But then after I got to, to pastoring, and, and things really went, it was graced in. It was really graced for a year or so. But, but then, but then, and some backsliding, and some apostate, and some real bad sin in lives. And, buddy, my response was, preach the law! That was just the way I, I handled it. I was wrong. I mean, not, not, that, not that the law ain't applied in some ways if it's used lawfully. But, but I, I would run, every time something would go really bad wrong, I would preach the law. Instead of going back to grace. Preaching the grace. That's what they needed. And I didn't, in my, in my greenness and in my, in my youngness in ministry, I, I would do that thing. And I'd do that in my own life. When I would struggle with something, I'd preach the law to myself. Dang, on you. And, and, and instead of running back to grace. Well, this, this verse, this verse is to me is, is just, it's just an awesome verse that I want to share with you tonight. Because I feel like it cures, it'll cure the self-righteousness in us in, in, in multiple ways. And it's just a powerful, it's actually from Paul too. I, and I'm glad Paul wrote this because probably our self-righteousness in some ways couldn't handle it if it wasn't Paul writing it. But Paul wrote this in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. He says, this is a faithful saying. And he says, we need to accept this. Worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he don't stop. That would be powerful. But then, but then Paul comes out with this. And this is a lot of times. I, 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 I've, I've, had, I've had people even battle me with this. And Paul says this. Of whom I am the chief. He says I'm the worst. Paul. Not Lee. If I said I was the worst, y'all would be okay with that. Amen. Amen. If I said Jacob, he's the worst, you'd say, oh, yeah, Jacob, he's the worst. <laughs> Not really, Jacob. You're really the best. I took up for you that day, them two sisters who you were ganged up against. Did you see that? I did. I took up for you. 
Amen. Amen. But Paul says, of whom I am the chief. Now, I, I love this. I love this for a couple of reasons. Because here's two things for sure. If you ever need two things out of the scripture that's for sure, here's two things. Christ came into the world to save sinners. And we are one. And I, you know what? I, I'm not into the graffiti tonight, so don't nobody do this. But I think this would be a real cool verse just to scribble on the wall. <laughs> that, that, very, that very saying right there. That Christ came into the world to save sinners. And I am the worst. And I think, I think this verse really, really will cut right to the core of self-righteousness. Because how could you be self-righteous when, when this is verse tells us that, that he came for all those we look down on. He came for all those that we have these self-righteous notions about. He came for them. He came to save them. How, how many cannot give grace? How many cannot want to push the grace to them? But then he says this, of whom I am the chief. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. And, and I know what our standing is now. Don't, 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 don't talk to me after church. I know that we're now seated in heaven. I know what our seat, I know our setting, I know our seat. But I'm going to tell you, our fallen man, our natural man is still the worst. Still the worst. Everybody in here that's in the flesh, ever who you are, Anybody that ain't got wings coming out the back of their jacket. Everybody like that. Everybody that ain't got wings tonight and a halo. Nope, it's nothing there. Anybody that ain't got that, well, there's still the tendency to go worse, to be worse. And if that wouldn't cure you from being self-righteous, I don't know what would. If that wasn't stop you from being self-righteous and high-minded and lifted up, I don't know whatever would. If, that, if we can't see, if that don't keep us from seeing right, I don't know what will. To seeing, seeing others right and seeing ourselves right. That's what that verse does. That verse should help us always see others right and to see ourselves right. I'm not all that suchy much. If it wasn't for the grace, if it wasn't for God, I know at times you can do great things for him. I know at times you can really shine for him, but at times you can be the worst. I've met a lot of good people that they're worse. You catch me on the right day, you'll meet the worst. Just go and park your motorcycle in front of my daughter's house. You'll find, some of you know the story, some of you don't. Like, what in the world is he talking about? You'll find the worst. Amen. Amen. I believe that tonight. And this is what I really believe. I believe this, and I'm going to close. I'm getting ready to close. Y'all go ahead. This is what I really believe. It, it's not, it's not, and uh, bringing all this together, it's not our weakness. It's not our weaknesses that hinders God from doing a great work in our life. I want you to hear that. A lot of times you think, I can't do no great work of God because of this and that, these weaknesses, these shortcomings. 
It's like the day I was going to get saved. I told the Lord, I've got all these weaknesses. I told him, I've got all these weaknesses. Well, a lot of times when God puts on our heart to do something, we think, oh, no, i got all these weaknesses. I can't do that. I can't do that. i got all these. Let me tell you, it's not your weaknesses that hinders God from doing a great work in your life. Because there's grace for every bit of that. His grace is sufficient. Where you're weak at, man, that's really where you can be strong. Because then you're, you are in grace. It's not your weaknesses. It's your, really what hinders the work of God in our life is our delusional thought of strength. Our delusional thinking that I'm strong here. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's standing up in the temple praying. I'm glad I'm not like that one. That's when God can't do a great work. That's what hinders. That's what he's trying to teach in this, I believe. That's what will hinder any of us. If you think you're strong, you think I'm something, well, I went to church, or I went this, or I done that. Well, that don't make us strong. That's a delusion. It's grace that makes us strong. It's what he does in our life. It's what he paid. It's what he poured in. It's him. Without him, it ain't happening in my life. Without him, it ain't. Amen. So we need to be warned about being high-minded. Realize, man, it's, it's his grace. It's his grace. Nothing but His grace. Depending on it, pursuing it. Being humble. Humble minded. Pursuing that. Lowliness. In, in lowliness. My grandma used to tell me all the time when I was little, You're too big for your britches. You ever been told that? You just got too big for your britches. Sometimes it happens in God's house, don't it? Folk get too big for their britches. And that's when God can't do a big work. Anytime I've ever thought I was something, ain't nothing happening in there. And every time I've thought I'm nothing, God's everything. Listen, he wants to be the hero tonight. He wants to be the hero of your story. He wants to be the hero of your spiritual story from the beginning to the end. He's the hero. I'm not even a good Tonto. I'm not even a good Robin. I'm not a good sidekick at all. No, no. He's the hero, period. I am nothing without him. Nothing. 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 